As the attorney representing Adrian's trust, I'm required to read a prepared statement. Cecilia, although our relationship was far from perfect, I thought that you would talk to me rather than run away. Are you okay? Hey everybody, welcome back to the Luck It All podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. Today we are discussing The Invisible Man 2020. The Invisible Man 2020, science fiction thriller written and directed by Lee Wanell. Previously directed uh, one of my favorite movies, Upgrade. And he was also a writer and creator of the Saul franchise. Um, he did not direct Saul, by the way. It was uh, James Wan did. Um, but uh, Lee Wanell is uh, the writer on Saul. He was a creator and writer on the Upgrade movie. He's been involved in the Insidious uh, franchise and uh, Dead Silence as well. Um, Lee Wanell has a very interesting style and he was after watching upgrade and I, i've seen saw a long time ago it's been a while um but i'm pretty sure that first one still probably holds up i'm not sure about the you know the uh, sequels following that but anyways the invisible man is a contemporary adaption sorry a contemporary adaptation of the novel of the same name by hg wells and a reboot of the invisible man film series it follows a woman who believes she is being stalked by her abusive boyfriend, despite him apparently having, uh, this is small spoiler just for the plot, just at the very beginning, there's, uh, uh, something happens to the boyfriend that takes him off the tape, that makes him appear as if he does not exist anymore, however, um, you know, given the title of of the story, that's probably not what happened. So, um, the Invisible Man uh, is starring Elizabeth Moss. We best know her from uh, The Handmaid's Tale. Um, we've seen her in tons of different movies. Us. She was in the Kitchen. Uh, I've heard good things about uh, her. The movie Her Smell. Um, and wasn't she in yeah she was Peggy Olsen on Mad Men I was trying to remember where we first saw her from it, Elizabeth uh, Moss has uh, grown so much as an actress that I kind of forgot where her roots were in Mad Men so um, that's where the majority of people probably know her from uh, television and now she's making her way onto the big screen in uh, movies like Us and uh, The Invisible Man and she's able to she's obviously able to carry a television series uh, given what's going on with The Handmaid's Tale I, I, I'm actually kind of in the dark about it but I've heard good things about her and the performance she's been given um, for the rest of the cast we have Oliver Jackson Cohen as Adrian Griffin um, Harriet Dyer as Emily Cass and Aldous Hodge as James Laner as well as Storm Reed. Um, and I think we saw Storm Reed as the sister in Euphoria as Gia Bennett. So um, let's hop into the plot of The Invisible Man. Um, the film follows Cecilia, who receives the news of her abusive ex-boyfriend's suicide 
she begins to rebuild her life for a better for for better however her sense of reality is put into question and when she suspects when she begins to suspect her deceased lover is not actually dead so the invisible man is running at it's rated r two hours four minutes and it was created on a budget of seven million dollars so you know that's the blumhouse special you know they like to keep their movies very lean under 10 million dollars is pretty impressive to create just about any movie with especially uh one that looks this good i i i, I think that lee Wanell had a pretty low budget for upgrade as well so a couple of the things that i like about this movie are where the hell are my notes couple of things I like about this movie are and okay I really like the set design I recall an upgrade um the atmosphere and set design that they have for um his previous movies just set you in the world it, it really feels immersive um the camera work the direction that Lee Vonnell is uh you know providing in the cinematography is uh <clears throat> it's impressive and it's it works especially for this movie because this is kind of a an action thriller in a way depending on you know parts of the movie depending but uh the uh suspense and horror aspects are in in mystery are what really keep you focused into the plot and then the action is like the satisfying payoff um, and yes, we do get some of that amazing upgrade action. If you saw upgrade, let's see, what was it? Two years ago or a year ago, probably two years ago now, <clears throat> then, uh, you, you'll, you'll know how good the action can be, uh, 2018 upgrade. So, uh, what else do we like about this movie? The sound design. I feel like just like many, uh, horror movies and uh, suspenseful movies and dramatic, you know, things that really rely on effects. This movie is not too terribly effect heavy, uh, you know, uh, CGI heavy. It is much more lenient on the practical effects and the sound design to immerse you in the perspective of Elizabeth Moss. Uh, and like I said, the action, you get some of that amazing upgrade action and camera work in this film. It's not quite like upgrade with the you know the type of action but you can definitely feel the same sort of camera work in choreography so the cons in this they're gonna come <clears throat> from the very last probably the last little bit of the movie for the majority of people i think the the way the movie ends is kind of a little convenient and contrived but it wasn't in a way that, you know, ruined my time watching The Invisible Man. The, you know, the entire time you're thinking, you know, how does, you know, how does this uh, character, Elizabeth Moss, how does she fight The Invisible Man? Because there's so much of the movie where she can't see anything and there's just this camera is just focusing on kind of random parts of the room, seats, walls, corners, stuff like that. And then there's this sound design that immerses you that it makes you kind of push everything else out aside 
just so that you can see you you are trying to see where the invisible man is and so i uh i really enjoyed that aspect of uh the movie the problem when it is for for uh, probably the majority of people will be that last last act and uh i'll hop into spoilers to discuss those but i think that's just about it i would totally recommend this movie if you are even a little bit interested uh it's a good it it probably could be shaved about 15 minutes but those you know extra 15 minutes did not you know delay my enjoyment at all it just uh adds to the pacing i think so um and yeah the pacing it's kind of slow at the beginning. It's a very suspenseful build. And then kind of like a mic drop. It, it The ball gets rolling really hard. Um, so let's hop into spoilers for The Invisible Man. So like I said, the set design... The atmosphere, the way that we are uh, immersed in this amazing uh, architecture, uh, the house that that this entrepreneur lives in, um, and Elizabeth Moss' character, uh, I forgot her name, um, her name is Cecilia. So Cecilia and Aiden, Aiden is the invisible man, um, he... Adrian, sorry, not not Aiden, Adrian. Adrian is apparently a wealthy entrepreneur who was, um, they say he's in optics, which I'm not really sure what that means. I thought optics was like glasses or something, but apparently the way this movie starts is Elizabeth Moss has got to get the hell out of this relationship. And it is instantly suspenseful watching her try to uh, escape this massive uh, it's not a plantation but it feels like this massive estate um and it you know the, the suspense of it you really get a feel for how the camera's going to work several times throughout the beginning of the uh, of the movie you'll we're following uh Elizabeth Moss and uh through this uh Cecilia's the Cecilia character through that amazing house and she's going and getting ready, grabbing things, grabbing clothes, uh, removing the evidence that she had. Uh, I think she was she drugged him that night to sedate sedated him. Um, and so the uh, um, the camera work in this you know opening act is amazing. Just how it's following her and just the sense of where the camera is going to follow. Like, there's multiple times where it feels like the camera's kind of just slowly going throughout the house. We're looking down hallways. We're looking at furniture. We're looking at different parts of this, you know, amazing aesthetics. And then it'll, you know, pan a little bit over, and then we'll see Elizabeth Moss, you know, finishing up whatever she's doing in that room. And so I I was very impressed with uh, the, the confidence that Lee Winnell had with the direction of this movie. And you can tell just by the opening act. Um, so it instantly gets the ball rolling and you're like, you, you, you gotta fucking go. You're, you're with her and you're like, oh my gosh, go, go, go. The only thing that kind of stood out to me at the beginning was we saw his entire evil lair. Like this dude has like a straight up Batman lair in the bottom of his house and multiple suits. So I don't understand 
this part of Adrian is supposed to have committed suicide at one point and nobody checks his house for anything nobody's taking care of the dog um even though the dog's there two weeks later it uh there's parts of this movie that feel like they were just kind of writing as they went and they didn't go back and do a a, a rewrite on the script on a couple things because like I didn't feel like there was any reason for her to go in the the lair at the beginning except for to turn off all the the cameras and stuff it just felt like there was parts of the plot that she could have been like I know he's not dead. I know he created a suit. Here's the suit. He has an evil lair. It's like there's several times I feel like when she's calling her sister, she's like, uh, she pulls up in the car. She's like, what's going on? And then fucking Adrian is going ham, going fucking Captain America through the woods hard as fuck. And then comes punching through the uh, glass like a freaking superhero. The parts of this movie felt like it was like uh, almost like a reverse evil superhero kind of movie uh remind me of the movie uh brightburn a little bit with the superhero style action but it's with like horror dread and um you know pretty well pretty well shot and it's definitely not for kids um so instantly as as all that's going on it's it's you're you're in the shoes of cecilia and you're like i gotta get the fuck out of here and so i didn't realize that uh the person's house she was saying that was a longtime friend or something a childhood friend his name's uh and the ca- the character's name is James Laner played by Aldous Hodge I really like this guy I thought this guy was a great actor he's in um straight out of Compton and he's been in hidden figures and uh die hard with a vengeance I guess um yeah, but I haven't seen him in too many things other than that. Oh, he was in Black Mirror as well. That's where he, he looked familiar. Um, as He's been in a couple movies as well. So yeah, uh, I really liked Aldous Hodge um, as James Laner in this. And so Cecilia goes to stay with James. And her sister's kind of going back and forth, helping her out a little bit. Her sister's kind of an asshole to her. I mean, at one point... Uh, you know, the first 40 minutes is a very slow burn of the invisible man starting to, you know, point plot and, you know, just fuck with Cecilia just throughout her day to day, even to the point where he's like taking her portfolio and removing all the stuff before she goes to a job interview or, you know, turning up the eggs and about burning down the house, uh, to the point where he's like, uh, at, at one point he starts, uh, attacking, uh, Sydney Laner, which is James's daughter, and so that's really what starts to be the kicker for removing James and Sydney from Cecilia's life, because things are kind of going good for the first little bit, but then all of a sudden, uh, you know, Cecilia's starting to uh, have these, you know, kind of, it's not quite a premonition, but she's like looking around, it feels like she's being followed, and just from the very first frame of uh, you know, seeing that there is an invisible man, it's pretty horrifying just to see uh, these feet staying on top of this blanket as she's trying to pull it after she had already tried to throw it over him. And so it's just like, it, there's this unnerving feeling about uh, the idea of invisibility. Now, I won't, another con you could say for this movie is that, you know, they didn't go full balls to the wall with it because this guy should have a hell of a shadow. Like if there is um, 
uh, if there's light or something like that, he should it should be like stopping on on the texture of whatever he is, and there should be projecting a shadow. I don't I don't really understand. He's not the transparent man, but it sometimes felt like that's the rules they were playing with. Um, Harriet Dyer, her sister, um, she's she's written okay. She doesn't. Yeah. The writing in this for the side characters is not nearly as strong as what it is for Cecilia. It's so clear and to the point for Cecilia, but the supporting characters... Um, I like the laners, but I wasn't too crazy about the other ones. The uh, Adrian's brother, who we find out later, is involved in this whole scheme. It Just, just craziness. And so, um, let me see. Uh, I'm going to kind of go in uh, sequential order a little bit. Let me see. Uh, so we find uh, about 20 to 30 minutes in the movie, we find out she's ultra paranoid about him being controlling. And uh, at certain points, I thought we were in the perspective of the invisible man. And, and, and in a way, we sort of are. Not not the entire time, but in some places we are. Um, some points in the movie. Uh, let me see. Let me see. When we're looking for the Invisible Man in some of these scenes, it feels very much like we're playing like a game of I Spy. It's very much in the same wheelhouse of what Paranormal Activity did. Um, Paranormal Activity was uh, created on a very low budget as well. And I just remember it's it's shot like a camcorder or like a found footage film. And then you're just looking at a regular, let's just say, kitchen and just a light will turn on or a fan will move or a pencil will flip or, you know, something crazy will happen. And everyone's like, <gasps> and, you know, from a, a movie making standpoint and CGI and budgetary standpoint, that is really easy to do um, on a budget. And so I think that's what this movie is uh, doing as well, really well. Um let me see. Oh, we kind of get an invisible man homage in the hospital. We see the uh, the guy wrapped in bandages. Um, we also find out that he's drugging her, and that's why she passed out at her uh, job interview. Like, oh my god! It's when he, we find out he starts he's drugging her at some point. It's like, oh shit! This is gonna this is getting real bad. Um, let me see. Um. The email to her sister really didn't make much sense. The sister clearly knows that her uh, uh, that Cecilia is being harassed or has been through kind of a traumatic event, and gets if she received an email like that, you know, just some random hate-filled email. I feel like as a sister, you would know if that was her or not, or you would talk to him, just have a simple conversation. You wouldn't just shut him out. But uh. Let me see. Um, for a movie, I'll 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 give uh, Chris Stuckman a little bit of credit on here. For a movie that talks so much about nanny cams and oh, not just nanny cams, just security cameras and cameras in general, and uh, I'm pretty sure Upgrade was pretty in tune with the tech in that movie as well. This movie likes to kind of go back and forth between whether there should be a camera in certain places and there shouldn't um certain times we'll see it over the house you know cam cameras all in the houses outside the houses 
but then there's no cameras at like the restaurant that she supposedly killed her sister at like it is just real convenient that all this stuff is going you know happening in that happening like that but um i w i was kind of irritated when it came down to the nanny cams or to i keep calling it security cams um and we also get the <clears throat> excuse me um we also uh get hold on sorry i'm sorry i got a text message um so yeah uh, there's random convenient things that the <clears throat> supposed adrian invisible man's uh ass leaves upstairs in the uh what is it the attic um <laughs> the what is it a knife he has like pictures his cell phone car keys he has pretty much everything he needs um you know to to just chill up there i guess but small things didn't make sense like if this guy's locked in a room with cecilia like how's he use a restroom does he ever use a restroom does he ever eat i i i, I don't know i had questions about that just movie logic i guess don't worry about it just hand wave it away um yeah that was so stupid for him to leave the, the cell phone up there on vibrate that didn't even make sense um let me see I, I wasn't even sure that the invisible man could talk so about halfway through we find out that he actually can talk um i don't i didn't know if there was something limit limiting that but he doesn't say much i think he just says uh like surprise or hello or something like that when she's stuck in uh or when she's being sedated in the the hospital. Um, let me see. The invisible fights. Okay, so there's a couple things with this. I do want to be respectful of you know people that have been in uh, abusive domestic situations, domestic abuse situations. Um, obviously, that's nothing I would condone in would like to see on screen however the uh, the way that this was portrayed was very impactful now from a metaphorical standpoint to say that you're being abused by your boyfriend it might look invisible the you know quote-unquote invisible the boyfriend might appear that he's you know a nice guy on the outside but really he's uh you know a terrible guy and he's doing this ter you know these terrible things to her um and so from a, the technical standpoint of watching Cecilia, you know, she did get, she was basically, you know, thrown around the house, choked, beat, uh, you know, all this stuff. Um, but by an invisible entity, it is intense. Like I was, I was floored watching these. It wasn't just Cecilia. There was multiple times there's uh, actors uh, cop, you know, sorry, the actors as cops, um, or what is it? Uh, James, James has to fight the invisible man. There's several times when these people are, are you know, fighting the, uh, the invisible man. And I don't, I guess they had a guy in a green, green suit, green screen suit or something like that. Mocap. I don't, I don't know what the fuck they used for that, but, um, they, uh, 
they had some really interesting fights and seeing somebody fight someone they can't see and we can't see is just intense and uh, I think it was halfway through once she's put into the hospital after she's uh, you know accused of killing her sister which that's so ridiculous um I, I was not even ready I think I was like oh 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 it happened so fast it was just like sheet and so um yeah, they should have had a camera in the restaurant that would have been able to prove that she didn't do it. Um, and then if they were going to, you know, go that far at the very end, they would probably be able to prove that Elizabeth Moss or sorry, Cecilia um, killed her, you know, a Adrian at the very end as well. Um, so I kind of did skip ahead a little bit in that. But, um, you know, the the story beats don't exactly make that much sense when you start boiling them down. Um, the technical aspects of the choreography of them going in these these fights and just thinking of how you would uh, detain somebody like this. The, because it ultimately, you know, if someone had this capability or, you know, if you gave this capability to a number of people, someone's going to abuse it. Someone's going to be in places they don't, they, are, they shouldn't be going to be. Uh, whether voyeurs or something like that, and so I, uh, I was definitely in agreement, uh, agreement with how they were portraying the idea of the Invisible Man, and I thought it was really creative how they were um, um, addressing him through fight, the fighting, and how they were trying to pin him down and whatnot. Um, so, let me see what else we got. This Adrian guy didn't change the house code. Like, this guy is sloppy. Like, I, like he, he just wanted Cecilia to go back. Um, like I said, no one's taking care of the dog. Um, I was completely floored when he killed her sister. I was just like, I, I think I was looking down at my phone for half a second, and I look up, and I, I hear this slice, and I'm like, oh, oh. I was like, shit, happened so fast. Um, and so I was just, I did want just a little bit more interaction between Cecilia and Adrian. It does make it a little bit more troubling, I guess, to to show more of the, the domestic abuse that happened before because of how much we have to watch after. But, um, you know, he gets his comeuppance and he's a petty ass fucker. Um, and we also find out that she was having sex with him, thinking that she was on birth control. Later, he uh, we find out that he was removing the birth control or something, or I don't know. And so she's pregnant with his baby. And so that's this whole thing of he wants, you know, he wants her so bad that he's willing to get her pregnant so that she'll, quote-unquote, have to stay with him. Um, and... There's this, I don't know if he was an attorney or a lawyer or something like that. His brother is at the very beginning, you know, talking about Elizabeth Moss you're, uh, or Cecilia. You're going to get $5 million if you uh, submit uh, your your bank account and you let us know that, you know, th th this is what you want. You are entitled to the money, which I'm not sure if why she would get the money if she's not married. I, I was not... Uh, the more I think about it, if he's the boyfriend, I don't think she would get anything. I really don't know what she would get. Um, so maybe it's another plot hole. I don't know. 
or maybe it's state state laws. I have no idea. But anyways, there's this $5 million that's kind of hovering around, and uh, they're kind of using it as a, a leverage a little bit on Elizabeth Moss once before she's in jail, and then once she is in jail, both Tom, uh, Tom the brother, is trying to, uh, you know, leverage uh, Cecilia to stay with his brother, the uh, Adrian, and so it's it's really fucked, especially with the uh, the the money deal and whatnot, um, which I don't think she would get any money. I don't know why they think that. Um, let's see, the action in the hallway was absolutely sick. It's straight up upgrade at its finest. You know, the, these people are, uh, the, these cops coming in rows of two are like looking for what's going on. And there's like a row of other cops that have been just obliterated. And there's a uh, Cecilia sitting, laying in the middle of the hallway. She's like, stop, stop, stop. And they're like, all right, now I'll just calm down now. Oh God. And they get blown away. Um, but uh, I was like, dang. Uh, this is straight up upgrade level. And so from there, it just, you know, continues, continues, continues. Um, she straight up stole that dude's car. I thought it was pretty funny that she jumps in and she's on the Bluetooth. And he's like, you know, Bobby's okay. Bye. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and so when Tom is introduced that he's going to, <clears throat> well, we, the invisible man threatens well, he basically obliterates all of the cops, and then Cecilia has to run to <clears throat> the Laner's estate and uh, or their house, and to go protect Sydney. Um, and we find out Tom is under the mask after he's trying to kill the the sister, and then almost kills James as well, um, which was an intense ass fight. I was like, "Jeez, you know, do something." Um, I was kind of let down a little bit by seeing Tom in the suit, although I was like, hmm, maybe there are multiple uh, multiple suits, multiple people. I'm not really sure. Um, I don't know. But it, 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 what, what Adrian got out of that was he, his brother ends up dying and kind of taking the fall, and then he frames his brother for uh, kidnapping him. I, I, I don't even... <clears throat> I don't even know why this would make sense at all. I mean, weren't there cops already all up in the house? Like, they would have seen him. Uh, or unless that was uh, Tom's house, actually. I didn't even think about that. So, uh, let me get a little bit of Gatorade. I'm dying. <clears throat> Non-sponsored. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. Oh, Lord. Um, okay, so they got Tom's ass. And then at the very end for the cherry on top, they got to go get Adrian. Adrian doesn't... I don't know. He, he doesn't have too much to do as a character. He's just more of an entity and a voice and a presence. Um... I did not think the very last scene of the movie worked as smart as that. I think they thought it was going to. Like, there's a security camera on Aiden. Cecilia basically wants him to admit what he's been doing. And he won't admit it. So, she goes in the bathroom, puts on the invisible suit, comes out. 
make sure there's a camera on Adrian only, and it makes it look like he pulls a steak knife up and just slices his throat in the exact same way that her sister died. Um, and then he falls, you know, on the floor choking while she's watching, just like he's been watching her the entire time. Uh, you know, that's it, probably what he deserves, but honestly, she's going to get manslaughter or something for this because it's just too much evidence that she was the one that did it. There's invisible suits in the house. Like, come on now. This is, this is, it seems like screenwriting 101. I don't, I don't know why this was such an overlooked uh, part of the movie. And and this does have like 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. So people, critics are liking it and having a good time. And I, I think the majority of this movie is a good time. Not a good time. It's entertaining with, uh, you know, a side order of turbulence on the side, uh, you know, just a little bit of sc uh, screenwriting or screenplay errors that I definitely, I can see just watching on the first run, so, yeah, but I ultimately did have a really good time watching the, uh, the Invisible Man, it's sort of a metaphor for abuse and not being able to see it from outside perspectives, and I think that's why this movie justifies its, its existence in 2020, not only because of um, they're riding off the coattails of the Me Too movement that was very popular the last few years um, and probably was written around that time, um, but also the practical effects. I really think the effects and camera work are very impressive. Nothing like I don't think any of the previous other Invisible Men were, or even Hollow Man or anything was was this uh, intense with the action. So um, yeah, I think was it Doom Patrol kind of had it. I think they had an invisible character and they have some pretty cool stuff they do with that, but um, not to you know this extent. I I think this is a fun movie mostly for the creativity. I'd give it about a seven out of ten. Um, the screenwriting is what kind of brings it down for, sorry, the screenplay um, is what brings it down just a hair, but I absolutely want to see whatever Lee Wanell comes out with next. So uh, thank you for listening to the Luck It All podcast. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed this movie review on The Invisible Man 2020. Be sure to check out all the other, uh, I was going to say Invisible podcast. Go go check out the other uh Movie reviews on Lucky Dog Podcast. Check out the SoundCloud, Apple iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, um, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're on all the social medias. And um, if you like this and you want to support us, go to paypal.me slash the Lucky Dog Podcast. Link is in the description. Um, if you got a couple quarters, that would be awesome. If you got a couple dollars, that'd be even more awesome. Keeps the lights on in the studio. And uh, if you want to hear these reviews early, I normally drop the uh, movie reviews around on Tuesdays, give or take if they're new releases or not. But I always instantly drop them, um, drop it like it's hot um, on YouTube. So if you're interested in more movie reviews and you want to get them early, subscribe on YouTube at Lucky Dog Podcast. And uh, link is in the description uh, below. And you'll be able to listen to all the Lucky Dog Podcast early. So thank you for listening. The back catalog is on SoundCloud. Um, let us know how we can improve. And we can't thank you for listening, watching, whatever you're doing. Take it easy. Where are you? Yeah.
yourself! Come on! Do it! There you are. <laughs>